Welcome to today's episode of the ATG Podcast with Chelsea, Brandy, Tanya, Keisha, and you. Welcome back, Season 2, Episode 1. Today we're talking about delight. All right? It's going to be exciting. Let's celebrate it. So pull up a chair and join us as we reframe life one conversation at a time. Welcome back, Season 2. Yes. So excited. Hey, ladies. Good to see you. Good to see you. Oh, it's a zillion back. I miss everybody, but I still talk to you like every day. But it's weird in this context. I don't know. This is the first time I've seen all four faces on the same screen since a month and a half ago, the last time we recorded. But Brandy's right. We do have a lot of consistent communication, which I love. A lot of Marcos, a lot of text. And so I'm I'm happy to see these ladies' faces all together. Yeah. So let's go ahead and get started. I want to know about life lately. Tanya, you start. Gosh, where to start? There's been so much life that's happened lately, but something that I wanted to share that really stood out in my summer months was we actually got to travel to the Beckham Creek Cave, which is in nowhere, Arkansas. Um, It it was featured on the Netflix series, World Most Amazing Vacation Rentals. And so this is literally in the middle of nowhere. It's it's kind of in Parthenon, Arkansas, but not even really in Parthenon, Arkansas, which is up around the Jasper area, if you're familiar with that. Really, really beautiful, natural part of Arkansas. The Buffalo River's there. You can float the river. But someone took it upon themselves many years ago to make a luxury vacation rental inside of an actual cave. Uh, It's amazing. I'll share the link. You can look at the pictures, but truly a once in a lifetime experience, a great place to disconnect. There's literally no cell service there inside the cave. You have Wi-Fi in certain parts to maybe get a text message to go through, but it it was just one of the most unique and um, just easygoing vacations I've been on in a long time. Highly recommend. The pictures were so cool that you see it. I cannot believe what you were sleeping in. You were literally in a cave. It was so- literally in a cave. Literally. It was a cave luxury shower. Yeah. Cave luxury for sure. Truly. Nice. Keisha, what about you? What's live lately? Life lately, we had a, uh, was in a wedding in Ohio. This, not this past weekend, but the weekend before, which was a lot of fun. Um, but we did get stuck, uh, not just one of our flights, but after we rebooked our flight, we got canceled again. So we got canceled by Delta. We got canceled by Southwest. So we had an extra 24 hours in in Ohio, which actually turned out to be really fun. We went and, uh, got some scooters and scooted around the (laughs) Ohio State, uh, campus, which ended up being a great time. So we had fun, but, uh, quite interesting travel day to say the least so 24 hours later than we intended we made it home and uh yeah it was good we were not going to allow ohio to keep you thank you (laughs) i felt like they might for a minute (laughs) chelsea what about you back to school baby kids are back in school i was dreading it i always dread it when the summer's ending but once it begins i'm always glad for the routine um routine comes hard change comes hard for this seven but uh gosh that's why i'm so glad we're talking about delight today because delight 
keeps me focused on the good parts, even if they're hard parts, where we're back to school. There you go. That's right. That's right. It's a good segue. Um, for me, uh, today was a, a big day for our church. Uh, for my husband and I, we um, pastor our church here in Dothan, and we sold our uh, building, and today's service was our first in our setup here now mobile site, and uh, it was so good. It was amazing. God just really did incredible things in our team. It's just unbelievable. We are just so thankful. Um, so it was a great day. It was a great day um, in the house of God. So, yeah, it was good. But we're going to do edible service. Yeah, I thought so too. I just couldn't stop smiling. I don't know. Good stuff. Um, so let's go ahead and get started with delight. Uh, ever since we decided on this topic for our first episode, it keeps popping up everywhere. Um, in scripture verses used at church, in my personal Bible reading, and uh, just us talking and various things like that. So I'm like, this is exactly where we need to start. And so Chelsea, I mean, you mentioned just as uh, we were talking about life lately, what delight is like for you. And you mentioned going back to school, it's a dread uh, when the kids go back. So let's just kind of start. When you think about delight and delighting in the Lord, what are some things that stand out the most? Delight is the ultimate reframe. So uh, picking up my kids and they're tired and they're in a bad mood the first two weeks of school could be actual drudgery, um, which is kind of the ugly twin sister of the beautiful delight. And I can either be grateful that I'm there in Carline in a country where I have a school that my kids can go to, that they can speak God's name and worship Jesus, or I can jump right into being in a bad mood with them. Yeah. Um, so I'm the parent. I'm the one that needs to lead with delight. And I know a lot of people enjoy going back to school because they like the structure, but I like things to be a little bit unstructured sometimes. So routine can be hard. And y'all know, man, kids, they, they get tired. They get tired. Um, so mom and dad got to keep the delight end up. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, it's a good one. The ultimate reframe. I agree 100%. I think that delight and gratitude kind of run in the same circle. Um, I don't know that you can have a whole lot of delighting if you don't have a lot of gratitude um, to kind of go along with those things. So, you know, one thing that I was considering whenever we were talking about this topic is, and I don't know about you all, but for me, I've always struggled to find hobbies. As a female, and I ask other females, I'm like, hey, what do you like to do? Like, what do you do with your free time? And if you had an entire day off, what are you going to go do with it? What are the things that, and when I think about that, I think about that's taking delight. What are you going to get take delight in? What, why do you think that women, and maybe men do too, it just seems like all the men that I'm around, they have lots of hobbies and it's easy for them to find things to do and to enjoy. But I know for me and a lot of women around me, that's not the case. Why do you think that's, that's so? I think for me, for many years, I feel guilty doing that. I felt guilty. Um, I, it, I don't know. I know that's a, a lie that I believe, but I felt irresponsibility if I was just taking time to do something that I just strictly enjoyed. And maybe maybe that doesn't speak to all women that may have to do more with my temperament and personality because I, you know, we've talked about Keisha and our Enneagram one. So that 
automatically kind of makes us gravitate gravitate towards um, activities that are more productivity driven. So, you know, I'd always kind of be thinking about what I needed to be doing mm-hmm. rather than just being. So yeah. guilt, guilt was a big factor about not just taking the time to just spend a day doing something that I just wanted to do, particularly when I was little and I was also a full-time working mom because I would feel like, you know, if I'm working all day, then when I'm at home, I need to really make things happen at home and get things done there. And, and so that's something that I wasn't really great at, especially when I had littles in the home. Do you think that's changed now that they're older? Absolutely. Absolutely. One, you know, you get a little wiser and well, two, now that I'm an empty nester, I have a whole lot more time on my hands. Um, but looking back, I wish I had been better at just creating those spaces where, hey, we're not going to do anything right now, but have fun. We're going to have no agenda. We're not trying to perfect anything. We're not trying to check any boxes on the to-do list. We are just going to sit here for a moment and connect and enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good because, you know, you're right. You get all the things that I believe the enemy in our culture, I mean, I believe the, the enemy has really infiltrated our culture in that we have to be busy. You're not important if you're not busy, if you're not doing something that's productive, productivity, if you're not producing in your life every day, every moment, then you're less than. Um, it's kind of looked down on. And I believe that that's not just specifically to secular world, but that's also for the Christian you know, community as well. Uh, someone else speak to that. I mean, if you're busy, to me, that reads hurry and distracted. I tried to take the word busy out of my vocabulary after I read the ruthless little elimination of hurry. That's how we tend to answer the question when people ask, how are you? And we tend to say busy. And I just thought, no, I'm going to reframe that. I'm going to take busy out of the vocabulary for me because I would tend to use it definitely not in the vein of delight, but in a way to justify myself of, oh, we're, We've got all these things going on. We must certainly be important because we've got all these things going on. But then you live so superficially, there's no depth. There's no richness. And it's the delight that brings out the depth and the richness. And the depth and the richness brings out the delight. It's a very cyclical, wonderful thing. And you have to do it in the moment. Delight comes now in the place that you are. Yeah. I know that uh, we've talked about Sabbath before, uh, just together, and oftentimes we think about Sabbath as just stopping, and Tanya, I know that you were, you were saying, yeah, nothing sounds exciting about just literally not doing anything, but God wants us to Sabbath, and so that was one thing we, we one way we were finding that Sabbath was, is learning to take delight in everything that God created, because uh, he made things really good for us to enjoy, so you know, I was thinking on, you know, what are some ways that we can practically, no matter who we are, but thinking about our listeners, what are some ways that we can take delight in what God has created us uh, to enjoy? What are some practical things? Because I know that we're not the only ones who, who struggle in this area. I mean, I'll say just, you know, it's just kind of building on what Chelsea said. It's, it's hard to take delight if you're busy. So I think you have to have 
the margin in there. If I'm constantly going from one thing to the next, I'm not going to take any time to stop and delight in anything because I got to get to that next thing. Yeah. You know, whereas you think of Jesus who had the most important work to do of any of us and you never see him rushing through, you see him delighting, spending time with people, you know, stopping along the way, engaging with children. I mean, to me, that's what I think of when I think of delight. You see that lived out. Yet he did everything he needed to do, but he had that margin that it's just, we don't, I think we think we're invincible and we're, we can't do what he did. And he took time to be. So, come on. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. And we're going to stop right here for a second and go ahead and go to um, our here to there before we continue the rest of the segment here. So, uh, who wants to share here to there? Me. I don't know what you're on. So, I didn't realize how much this gets me from here to there until it malfunctioned and I had to order another one and I was without it for about a week and a half while I was waiting on it in the mail. But I have every day a useful hair tool that I use. It is the Dry Bar Double Barrel Blow Dryer Brush. And I don't know about you, but if you have been using a blow dryer and a round butt brush to smooth out your hair for years, then this is next level. This will definitely take your hair from here to there, makes drying your hair super quick, super easy. My arms don't cramp and get tired while I'm in the process of doing it and love it. I will share the link. Wow. Chelsea, don't you have a uh, story about a round brush? I got a round brush caught in my hair, guys, when I was a little girl. <laughs> don't act like y'all did it. I thought the joker could curl my hair. And then my poor grandmother had to pick every single tangle out of that brush. She didn't cut it out, though. Sure, she didn't cut it. So savvy. So you're telling us that the double barrel bar situation that you said, Ellen, a lot of words, that it will not tangle in your hair, and it does a great job. That's right. You will not have to worry about Granny picking the tangle out. <laughs> Of the, of the round brush. The round brush is now archaic. You need the double barrel. The double barrel bar brush. Okay, yeah, I'm going to have to go check that out for sure. I think you that, Tanya. Oh, All right. to basket. Add to basket. Oh, cart. Okay. Um, well, we're going to try to make into it. Let's look at some scripture reference um, and take in the light here um, as we move forward. So... I see that you all have some some verses here. So who wants to go first? I'll go first. <laughs> so uh, a quick story, and I have referenced it in our first season. Um, whenever John and I were trying to get pregnant, and um, I we you know found out that we couldn't have kids, but there was this verse, you know, that honestly the the enemy just twisted in my mind, and it was um, delight yourself in the Lord, and He'll give you the desires of your heart. And I was like, well, I mean, am I just bad at delighting in you, Lord? I've been following you. I've been doing all these things. And am I just getting it wrong? Because the desire of my heart is to get pregnant. And it's just not. I'm just not. What is wrong? Um, but then I came to realize on the other side that that is so twisted. What it really means is when I learn to truly delight in the things that he created, there is so much satisfaction. Like he fully satisfies every dream every desire and i don't like anything 
I just don't have a lot when I can learn to delight in what he's already provided me. If I would open up my eyes and see all the things I do have and I have received from him, that I won't focus on the lack anymore or the things that I feel like are being held from me. And so the enemy just, can I say, the enemy just sucks. And he'll use scripture sometimes. And that was a scripture that, that he really used to manipulate me in that season to really place a wedge between me and the Lord and his goodness. So I'm going to piggyback a little bit, bit on what Brandy was just saying about what truly delight means and what gives us delight and how sometimes we think delight is just getting what we want, but delight isn't always getting what we want. And, and I'm going to tell myself a little bit in that I really had to sit down and think, what really gives me delight? Because as you know, I can be very, um, very driven, very focused throughout my day, constantly trying to, you know, I love a to-do list. I love to check off the boxes. Um, and I can get so caught up in getting all the boxes checked that I can, I, I really have to be intentional, t- intentional about making myself stop and really practice delight. And it is a practice. One of my favorite quotes from the John Mark Comer book that Chelsea said earlier, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, is he said in the book, I never hurried anywhere and liked myself when I got there. And I thought that that is so very true. But when really sitting down, because I knew we were approaching recording this episode, and I thought, you know, what are the things that really bring me delight? So I dug in to the original Hebrew meaning of the word delight. And obviously it means to gain great pleasure. It means satisfaction. It means happiness. But what I found really interesting and what really reframed this word for me is an additional meaning of the Hebrew word delight is to bend. It's to be soft and it is to be tender. Uh, I got to thinking about what Solomon said in Ecclesiastes 1, with much wisdom comes much sorrow, and the more knowledge, the more grief. Because I'll be honest, there's a lot of things in this world that have a tendency, if I let them, to make my heart really calloused and can make me really kind of bristle against the softness that I know that I need to be truly effective for God there's so much grief and there's so much sorrow and you can become so frustrated over the state of man, shortcomings and failures, including my own, that I, I fail to delight. So I really started trying to think of, yes, there's lots of things I enjoy. There's lots of things I like to do and places I like to go, but what really makes my heart tender and brings me back to being soft and pliable before the Lord? And here's what I came up with, okay? So quiet time and coffee. Those two sure. combination, I don't know what it is about that, but those two in an early morning by my stone, sure. especially when it's cold outside, that is just something that gives me delight, brings me, me back to align my day with his purpose and intention. If I don't start with coffee and I don't start with quiet time, ain't no good coming out of that. I ain't that good, <laughs> but I really ain't that good without my coffee and my quiet time. Another thing that I love, and this is funny because Keisha and I have talked about neither one of us really like superficial conversation. It's just too many words. It wears us out. But I love a long, lingering dinner with great conversation and good food. I love that. That is something that energizes me. And I've just really come to discover that that is something that I really love taking the time for. Another is travel. That's my third. I love 
to see the creativity of God and exploring different parts of his creation, it reminds me that he is so much bigger than the box that I live in. Because sometimes, you know, I, I can just think of, bo- of God in my own small little world. So those are some for me that I think really help me not to bristle against the world, get caught up in the frustrations and the mundane responsibilities, but to really take time to intentionally stop. And it is a stopping. I mean, yeah. it is a practice in the face of so much harshness in this world to choose to see the beauty. Just like Chelsea talked about in the car line. You can choose to be mad and bitter that, hey, this is taking longer. I'm going to be late for work. Or I can choose to sit here and think that, you know what? Pretty soon I'm going to be Tanya with no car line to go to. Her kids are gone. They're grown. They flung yeah. the nest. And I am going to sit here and just delight in the fact that there's a whole lot of chatter going on in my vehicle. So that that really helped to reframe me was just thinking of delight as, as that bending. That is beautiful. That's great. That was so good. Thank you for sharing that. Someone else. A simple delight for me. Simple delight is laughter inside of a home. I love to hear people laugh out loud, unabashedly inside of a house. So very similar to what Tanya loves. She's envisioning people around a table. I'm just picturing people similar, but kind of just milling around the house, being together, doing life together, sharing joy, also sharing grievances, but ultimately the true kernel is the joy, even if there's sometimes grief around that kernel. A deeper delight. So I really had to go back and think about how my delights have changed in my lifetime and how I used to delight in worldly things. And then the Holy Spirit completely changed my heart of stone into a heart of flesh. And how he did it and how he makes us more like Jesus. So just a few things. My favorite psalm is Psalm 1. And I'm going to read a little bit and I'm going to edit just a couple lines out just for time purposes. So Psalm 1, 1 and 2. Blessed is the one whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. Delight in the law. Okay. We think of the law of the Lord oftentimes as a bunch of of negatives, meaning do not, do not do this, do not do that. But yet, when Jesus in the New Testament spoke about the law, he often would quote the Psalms. He wasn't necessarily quoting the Ten Commandments. He would quote Psalm 110 or he'd quote Psalm 82. Um, there's several places in the New Testament where he would refer back to the law, delighted in the law. And I went back, I had a Tim Keller podcast archived on Psalm 1. And this is fascinating, guys. So thinking about Jesus delighting in the law of the Lord, if you go to Hebrews 10, 7, then I said, behold, I've come to do your will. Oh God, as it is written of me in the scroll of the book. And that's Christ talking. And he's quoting Psalm 40. He's actually quoting Psalm 40, um, 
verse 7 and 8. Behold, I have come in the scroll of the book. It is written of me. I delight to do your will. And Tim Keller says, if you want to meet a godly person, it's not the person that goes to church every week. It's not the person that knows all the right answers. It's not the person that knows all the correct theology. It's the person that delights in the law of the Lord, that delights in saying, Lord, have your way. Mm. Your will and not my will, but even delight in knowing I 100% trust you enough that I can say your will, not mine. I want to be a person that delights in the law of the Lord. Mm -hmm. I want to delight in it. I want to delight in the negatives, but I also want to delight in the positives. There's some yeah. positives. When you read the Psalms, like you, you learn about God's goodness. You learn about his character and who he is. I want to be a person that decides to meditate and delight on those delicacies just to, just to mull them over. Like a, like a great meal, Tanya, to, to taste all the different tastes and, and see all that layering in his goodness. Um, because that is what turns the gratitude faucet on. Mm. Yeah, that's good. It's so true. Keisha, what about you? So true. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree. The coffee and the quiet time, like Tanya said, you don't want me otherwise. Um, that is just a delight to start my day. And I... You know, if I start my day that way, I'm more likely to delight in things throughout my day. Mm -hmm. um, it sets the kind of sets the tone of gratitude. When I get back in the word, I'm reminded of things. Uh, I'm seeing him in, move in new ways. And that just really sets the tone, I feel like, for the rest of my day. Um, you know, a, a simple one is just walking my dogs, just hanging out with the dogs. I find so much delight in these just cute little furry things that love me so much um and then a big one for me is worship music uh I constantly have on worship music if I'm in the car um well a couple reasons one because I'm constantly wanting to preach to myself to make it ingrained on my heart but then I I really just when I hear a song and the lyrics just hit me the right way I just find so much delight in that and I like I've been on a kick lately with this one song where I just keep playing it over and over because it's like I just can't get enough of the good what is it comes it's uh rest in the father I think the guy's name is Stephen Stanley ah that may be totally wrong but rest in the father is the name of the song you can find it but it's just mm, I get a lot of good delight from some music you know you can tell when someone truly takes delight in something when they talk about it like that our whole face if you can't see she was just like this this like, I just made you to understand how much things really, really impacts my entire being. Like, yeah, and I, and each of you, when you were talking about those things, it was like, I just feel like I feel alive. I feel all this, and everyone is, has agreed that really starting your day in the Word with with the Lord straight up with some coffee and silence and darkness. That's so so. Yeah. Like I'm a weirdo. It's fun. Amazing. Uh, it sounds so amazing. Let me brag on my girls for a second here, y'all. My girls are early risers, all right? They win the morning. I want us to do a whole episode or two about winning yeah. the morning. It is possible to start your day and win it. And listen, all of us agree. We've shared this many times. If we do not start our day with Jesus, we are pitiful. Handful. Like, 
He's so bad. It's full. Like, can't even get by 24 hours without <laughs> just being total bad. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I it's amazing. Find that group. Find that group that motivates you to get up that extra 20, 30 minutes, what it takes to look at Christ and to savor Christ. Yeah, but it's always but but yeah, I just yeah, I'm gonna add to that because I think when people hear there's just no way I can do twenty or thirty minutes. I think people overwhelm themselves before they even start. And so it's like start with five, start with one verse and start with five minutes earlier. And what's gonna happen is you're gonna see that your tastes change and you're gonna want more. And that five yeah. is gonna become ten and ten's gonna become thirty. But just start small, don't make it too complicated. Pick one verse, start small and just the Lord will grow it. Trust him. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and you know, for me, I just, I just want him to know me, even though I know he knows me. But I just want to talk to him about my day. I just want to talk to him and tell him, like he was my friend sitting on the porch or on the couch beside me. I just want to tell him how I'm doing. And it sounds there's just an intimate side to like, hey, Christ is my friend. Like Jesus really is my friend, and I can talk to him just like I'm talking to you, and I do that, and and they. What's even more amazing is he talks back. Like, what? Anyways, one thing we've said on this podcast before and that we say to each other is is train, don't try. Uh, you know, delight is a discipline. It's one of those things that takes intentionality. Chelsea is kind of giving us accolade for being early risers, but I'm going to be the first to tell you I'm a night owl by nature. I'm an uh, early riser by discipline. So if you're thinking oh. that's just not for me, I'm going to tell you, if anyone can be an early riser, it's me. Um, I do my quiet time in the morning. The one thing that happens also in the mornings is I like to work out physically. And what we get to experience when we run outdoor early in the morning is we get to see the most beautiful sunrises. And every time I see one, it is a delight to the senses. And I think, man, if I stayed in bed, I would have missed this. It's the same thing if we don't start our day with God or have a component of God to realign us to see what he sees throughout our day. It's so easy just to put your head down and go and miss all of the beauty. If, yeah. if you're just trying to get through the day rather than training to get the most out of your day, you're going to miss so many things, so many blessings, so many delights that God wants to show you along the way. Yeah. So trying, trying and delighting also hard hard to get those two to align but you can find absolute delight in yeah absolute delight in the training itself i mean even i understand about the discipline i mean being able to pair those two together um there's times where maybe john and i may just be having a kind of i mean not arguing but just kind of not communicating well or whatever but sometimes the Holy Spirit will remind me, like, okay, find some delight somewhere in your marriage. And it may look like turning on music and, hey, we're just we're about to dance for a little while. And we do that. And it's like this this reset. It's like all of a sudden what we were not connecting on or was all, all of a sudden we started laughing and things don't feel as heavy as they did before. It's so incredible how we can stop. And the Holy Spirit reminds us, hey, stop. Like, just quit. There's the line that you can take because I've provided it for you. Every good and perfect gift comes from me. Open up your eyes. It's right before your face. Find it. But we are so bent on 
you know, what's affecting me negatively, what's making me feel in a bad way or weighting me down or what I have to do. Those tasks, like you all were saying earlier, and I'm like, God, open my eyes so I can take all delight in everything that you have provided for me and that you have blessed me with richly. Don't let me miss it, God. That was my second uh, verse, Brandy, is I wanted to look at 2 Corinthians 4.18. And let me just read it. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. So when you delight, you are basically taking the veil off the eyes of what is in front of you. And you say, what am I not lying that through yeah. God's grace I can see in this moment? When you delight, you de-escalate, whether it's emotions or hurry, you basically slow things down right, so that you can savor them. And I totally agree as a, as a tool, I, I wrote here examples in marriage. That is a perfect example in marriage and how you can delight yeah. even in a setting where you're like, oh, we're not quite on the same page. If you would just slow enough to say, I love this man. Uh -huh. And I know that in this 30 seconds of disagreement, we could either take it here. Woo, we could just yeah. ride it out and totally, you know, take it into an argument. Or if we would just de-escalate and see that he's not the problem, I'm not the problem, but like there are other external forces and we just need to glorify God and love each other in this moment. Bam. That's right. And that's like delight. Is how do you do it? The Holy Spirit will guide us and direct us into all truth and that we have got to uh, listen because he's speaking. He's telling us. He's always instructing us and telling us what to do. But we just that's true. don't always have our ears tuned to heaven. Yeah, so good. So there was a quote that I sent the other day that I read on a commentary from Genesis 21, and it was the story of Hagar and when uh, God opened her eyes and she saw the well of water and was able to give water uh, to herself and her son. But anyways, the commentary on this is just what we were talking about, the unseen versus the seen and how that allows us to delight. But it said, happy are those whose eyes are opened by the spirit and grace of God to see the well of living water, the fountain and fullness of grace that is in Christ, where thirsty souls may come and drink and take their fill. They're fed me. If we are full, we are delighting. I mean, you're not, if you're hungry, you're probably not delighting. <laughs> if you're grouchy, if you're not grouchy, you're probably not delighting. But if you are full, and you are delighting, and you then you are enjoying some living water. That's where it's at. That's so true. I know that. Speaking of living water, as we close out, I want to circle back to Psalm 1 that Chelsea shared. And I love that she shared that psalm because I can't tell you how many times I have prayed this psalm over my children. But after it says, his delight is in the law of the Lord, and he meditates day and night, I want you to hear the characteristic traits of the person who delights. He is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in due season, and whose leaves do not wither under pressure, but grow strong and prospers in all that he does. I love that. So good. 
So that's that's it, y'all. I mean, we can sit here up and like and talk about delight. Right. But I don't I don't want to go. I know. I'll be back soon. Don't worry. You what do it in her soon. Yeah. We I mean I'm hungry. Does that mean I'm not you're delighted? Not frankly, you're not speaking of dinner and I'm hungry. You know, usually we do what's for dinner, but because we're back to do, I'm doing what's for snack. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. Not okay. Red delicious. Let's talk about red delicious apples. Not the fave. Not the fave. <laughs> They're not. Listen, the best. There's really two great apples for your kids' lunches and for you to take to work. Number one is a cosmic crisp apple. Number two is a snapdragon apple. They will beat out any Fuji, any Gala, any there you go. Red, red Delish, Cosmic Chris, Snapdragons. They hey. will snap your tooth off. Excuse me. I don't think we have those at Harps in Danville. <laughs> You're going to have to get your water. For those of us in rural America, do you think you can give me another snack? You're going to have to go Granny Smith. Clearly. Now, we do have some Fujis. Occasionally, you can find a pink lady. <laughs> that was so funny, Tanya. Oh, man. Speaking up for the wrong community. Shout out. <laughs> That's right. Well, hey, look. That wraps up our first episode of season two. I hope that you've enjoyed it. Please don't forget to go to live or follow our show. Leave us uh, so good reviews so that other people can, can also listen um, and enjoy and hopefully take delight in what God is allowing us to do here. Um, but it's, again, thank you for joining us today. Remember, this dawn we to read braver of our lives, make all things new, because we ain't that good. We are not that good. We got to go and find ways to take delight in all God's creation. What do you want? See you next time. Bye, lady. Bye. Bye.